The Dooksie podcast is recorded on the land of the Wadi Wadi people of the Dharawal Nation. We would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This was and always will be Aboriginal land. So can we officially say this is take one of our podcast? Oh my god, this is take one of the Dooksy podcast. Oh, welcome everybody to the Dooksy podcast. My name is Lana. And my name's Sam. And we are your Dooksy hosts with the most. Oh <laughs> this is so funny. Literal. Okay. What is Dooksy? I I think for the people who don't really know us, can we kind of define what Dooksy means? Um, do you want to have a crack at it first? Sure. I think it's like, it's like an expression of love, like, but it's also (laughs) like, I think it's like an expression. I don't know. You know what? I think like Duxy is like such an interchangeable word. Yeah, that's right. I feel like it's like, it's like one of many words that we use and depending on the intonation it can have like a variety absolutely so it's Uh, like dorks that's like a greeting yeah it's like hi but then like something can be like dorks and then like it changes so like it really is uh transformational the word dorks but um i think much could be said about the two people recording the podcast what do you think Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. As like someone who like tries to transform myself into seven different people a week, <laughs> I definitely agree that like Dooksy is just a word that encapsulates us. As- <laughs> Completely. It's like um, when you watch a movie and it's like whose personality from the characters are you, like, you going to adapt? I think Dooksy is like just that. Like Dooksy is that word. Literally. <laughs> Oh. oh god. Okay. Okay. Uh, um well, I mean to start off, Lana Filet Mignon, my favorite person in the whole wide world. How was your week? My week, like honestly, so um for those listening right now, we are just started our um extension of the four week lockdown in Sydney. So um We've been in lockdown for, I think, four weeks already, and now, like, the extension has just begun. My week has been pretty uneventful, as any lockdown person would say. But um, I'm feeling now really inspired to be creative again, which is really exciting. That's literally so exciting. I wake up every day and I'm like, maybe today is the day that my creativity is going to come back. Yeah. It's still AWOL, but, like, we, we can hope, you know? Oh, completely. And I think, like, for us and, like, for people who don't know us, we are in the creative arts industry in Australia, which is kind of diminishing at the moment, which is quite sad to think about. But, um, yeah, being creatively uninspired is possibly one of the toughest things that I feel, like, as an artist community that we're all going through. Absolutely. And I think too, like, because of how, you know, media works and functions, I think a lot of us at the moment are seeing 
um, all of the creatives um, in the States just going back to work at the same time we're being told to shut our doors again. Yeah, I think that's definitely a hard pill to, squ- uh, to swallow, sorry, is um, watching like even like the West End and things like opening up everywhere and um, us unfortunately closing our doors once more. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But it's funny too, because like I was just talking to one of my friends who, you know, lives in the US the other day and I was saying how like I'm so jealous of the fact that he gets to go out and, you know, create every day and he's out living this really like, you know, fantastic life. And he was like, yeah, but at the same time, we watched you guys in Australia do that for eight months while we were still in lockdown. Yeah, completely. Yeah. It's perspective, right? <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, how was your week? Did have you had a great week? Oh my goodness! You know what? This week I feel like was like the week that I finally got over the like the COVID hurdle. Like I feel like you know, as soon as I got shut down, stopped going to work, I just felt that like immediate sense of like loss and like it had been taken, like everything had been taken away from me again. And I think it took me a little while to bounce back from that and to, you know, put my boots back on and and get back out. And I started exercising again this week, which has just like done wonders for my mood and for my mental health. Yeah, completely. I think exercising, I was on the exercise bandwagon at the beginning of lockdown because, you know, like I kind of went into panic mode and I was like, well, I don't really know what to do. So I started exercising and now I think I'm in like the reverse cycle of you. I'm in like a, there's no point to anything anymore (laughs) kind of stage where you're coming out of it, which is really beautiful. Absolutely. Like I think, but I think it comes in, you know, ebbs and flows and it's like, you know, you have, you have a period of just like feeling really uninspired and like you don't want to do anything. And then you'll, you will bounce back from that. Completely. But I think the hard part is like convincing yourself that you will bounce back from that. Yeah. And like, where do you kind of gain that inspiration to bounce back? Yeah. Yeah. So that but was like. We do. The favorite, absolutely. The fa- and the favorite Dooksy thing to do, just to get a little breath of fresh air, is just take a jump in the ocean. Oh, that is our favorite thing to do. Um, last lockdown, Sam and I only once like we did make a promise to do it every day but it only happened once just as Sam and I's promises usually (laughs) happen um uh, to jump in the ocean so we went to this um beautiful little beach down the coast and there was us and one other man (laughs) so beautiful (laughs) he was gorgeous we loved him our friend um, and we decided to jump in the ocean and then we like rebirthed that tradition when we were allowed to see each other in this lockdown. Yeah. We're yet to jump in the ocean. Oh, no, we did. We That's did. Like, we did jump in the ocean. Yeah, we did. It was good. It, it was great. And we we actually went to like a little pool, which was lovely. It was cold. It was freezing. My legs went purple. But you know what? It was the maiden voyage of my Speedos. which anyone that knows me knows that I am like incredibly body conscious. I've, I've always had a very thin frame and I think I've always tried my hardest to like obscure my body. I don't want anyone to see my body. And I 
saw some speedos in Rebel Sport just before lockdown started. And I said, no, Sam, like it's time. You're going to buy those speedos and you're going to wear them and you're going to be so proud of yourself. And, and you did. Went for a little dip in the pool. And I'm uh, so proud of you. That's such like a, a hurdle to overcome, which is so fantastic. And you should be so proud of yourself. Honestly, and it felt so good. Like it felt like a real accomplishment. Yeah. Like, like for the, and you know, like it's at the end of the day, like maybe it's not the biggest deal or whatever, but like I walked out saying, you know, I, I, th- there was something that I was afraid to do and I just went out and did it. I love that. If it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal. doesn't matter if it's not a big deal to anybody else. Who cares? If it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal to you. Absolutely. I love that. I love that attitude and I love that energy. Speaking of Speedos, um, there is an Olympic, an exclusive Olympic pair of Speedos that Sam does want to get his hands on. So if anyone could locate that for us. Yeah, by the time I decided I wanted them, Rebel Sport was sold out. So So if anyone could locate the exclusive Olympic Speedos for us, hit us up. Let us know. In the smallest size. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, Sam, speaking of Olympics, this uh, will transform us into our next segment, A Week in Media. Oh, my goodness. I feel like we just can't seem to escape the Olympics in the media at the moment. No. Like, I feel like it's like you either get Olympics content or COVID content. And there's, like, really no in-between at the moment for Australia. And I'm, like, a little bit fucking sick of it. Yeah, completely. (laughs) But also, you know, like, I feel like the Olympics is um, is one of those – I mean, it only happens every four years, like. It's pretty exclusive, the Olympics. Yeah. Um, I'm more upset that we didn't get invited. Yeah, I was literally just about to say that. But you know what, Sam? If there was Olympic apparel, we would be the first bitches to have it. You know what I mean? Like, you would not catch either of us, like, fucking dead in a tracksuit. But if it was Olympic tracksuit... We'd be wearing it. Literally. Yeah. We'd be parading our asses around our, like, local beach and being like, yeah, the Olympic tracksuit. Like, you don't have it. Yeah. (laughs) you're not in the Olympic track suit. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, okay. Have you seen much um, of the Olympic content? Like, what what are your thoughts and opinions on this year's Olympics? Oh, my goodness. I have so many thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So many thoughts. But, like, also, it's funny. I was reading an article the other day Um and they were basically just talking about, um, like, are the Olymp- like, like, why do we still choose to have the Olympics? Yeah. Like, basically, and the, and it was specifically in relation to, obviously, if you don't live under a rock, um, uh, Queensland just secured the bid for the twenty thirty two Olympic Games to be held in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, and basically, these people were talking about how. Um, the Olympics are just like really financially unviable for a country. Yeah. And I think maybe like a little bit environmentally harsh as well. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, you know, they occupy so much space 
to create the Olympic grounds. And then like what happens? They get used for two weeks and then they're just like left there. Yeah. I mean, Sydney Olympic Park is like quite an industrial place now. But um, enough on that chat. We are moving into hot or not Olympic Oh my God, this edition. is my literally been so ex- This is my second favorite segment on the show. I'm so excited to play hot or not, which is something Sam and I play quite often. <laughs> but now we're going to bring it to air. So my first hot of the Olympics is, you know, Tom Daly? I, of co- gay icon, of course I know. Yeah, we stand him. He has actually been into crocheting. I literally had this on my list. I wanted to put Tom Daly's knitting at the yeah. top of my hot list. Isn't it the cutest thing ever? Literally, those little, the, like that little fucking little thing he made for his Olympic medal. I know. He made like a little sack for his Olympic medal. And like, I just think that is so cool. <laughs> I agree. Like oh. Olympic gold medalist and like world's best crocheter. I think I'm going to start with a knot. Okay. So that I can like transform it and turn it around at the end, you know. And my first knot is... I don't know if you've been watching any of the running, but there's been a lot of men's running on. And I don't know what it is, but the camera people just seem to every time zoom in on their bulges. And (laughs) it doesn't like, it doesn't matter if you've got a massive schlong or, or whether it's little, it doesn't look cute in Lycra. And I don't want to see it. Yeah. No, I can't say I have been watching any of the running. I'm more of a swimming and gymnastics girl myself. Absolutely. Yeah, I only watch sport that pique my interest because I don't really care about sport. Literally, it's not about the outcome. <laughs> it's about what's it. My not hot would be that the diving is on at like 1am yeah that's not a vibe I'm just like why why put that on so late that's like probably one of the most impressive like sports is the diving and it's on at 1am like I just want to change the time zone babe (laughs) (laughs) oh I don't have much to comment (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Um, my first hot, mm-hmm. um, is definitely going to be, um, Brandon Stark. Yeah. The Australian, um, high jump guy. Yeah. What about Now him? that is one beautiful mustache. <laughs> like, and I, like, look, I did stalk his Insta today. Yeah. I was like, I want to talk about this fucking gorgeous man on the show. Um, Lay it on me. Lay it thick. I need to stalk his Insta. And his wife, oh, my yeah. God, she is just as beautiful as him. Hot people. And it was so cute. You know, he's, like, at the Olympics right now, you know, trying to win gold. Like, do, he's, like, doing his thing. But he still made time to make a post on his Instagram about his wife. 
um, and like celebrating her for like submitting her final like assessment for university. Stop it. Like, isn't that so cute? That is so sweet. I love that. I love, we love a supportive person, no matter like, like what you're doing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I love that. That's so, so sweet. I have a, I actually have a knot for the Olympic. I've now thought of one. Incredible. Hit me with it. Okay. That Australia's like shoes, their sneakers, they're green. And they're not like an attractive green. They're like moss green. Oh. And it just like blends in with their pants. So it's like they have like a green jacket, green pants, and green shoes. Ew. And it's like this is not Shrek. Literally. It was so ugly. I, like when we were doing um, the opening ceremony and we came out and there was such beautiful cultures coming out, like, and, like, they were in such traditional, um, like, wear. It was, like, I was like, wow, like, look at these countries embracing their cultures. And we came out in, like, the most horrendous tracksuit. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed right now. Absolutely. I feel like it's funny. Like, I feel like there has been so many times, particularly in the last month that I've been like, I am so embarrassed. Literally. Oh my gosh. Like we could have really embraced our amazing. Oh my gosh. I just hit myself in the face with a pen. <laughs> Anyways, um, we could have really embraced our amazing indigenous culture at the Olympics. And we, that was like a really amazing platform for us to showcase. And we didn't. So that has a lot to say, I guess. Okay. Well, I think I've got one more hot for the scene. Okay. Um, and that is, um, I mean, it's also a bit sad, but yeah. um, Simone Biles withdrawing um, from the competition. Yeah. That was also my, that was also my hot. Yeah. Massive hot. I think S- it, takes like so much strength to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but also I think it's really important. Um, I think a lot of the media has been saying um, she quit and I think that's a really dangerous way to talk about it um, Yeah. because it's not like she chose that. She had to put herself first and her health first. And that's a massive hot. That is so, like, it's literally the hottest thing that anybody could ever do for themselves is putting themselves first, like, above their career, above, like, I mean, for her, an Olympic medal above anything is putting herself first. And I think that is so commendable and just, like, so admirable. And if people are, like, slandering her, I just have so many questions. Absolutely. I Like, I am so in awe of Simone Biles and like I like I said I'm not into sport but it just shows like the reflection of her and who she is as a person and like obviously that cannot be an easy decision no way and yeah like I'm just so inspired by her okay well I think that pretty much wraps up our little hot or hotty or naughty Hottie or nutty. Olympic yeah. edition. Oh, wow. Wow. 
That was so off key and I loved every second of it. <laughs> so, so, shall we move on to our topic of the week? Topic of the week. And this week, we just thought we really wanted to have a chat about authenticity and yeah. like, um, especially having so much time at home at the moment. I don't know about you, but I'm consuming so much social media, whether it's like Instagram or TikTok. Like, oh my god, I got my um, my screen my screen time report. Yeah. Um, uh, for last week, and I spent like twelve hours on TikTok. Bro, that's insane. That's insane. But I remember like last year that we, we would just go into these holes like okay for like for anyone who didn't know Sam and I used to live together last year and we did the first lockdown together and we would just go down these like rabbit holes of TikTok and I think like TikTok was on it's like up and rising so it was all like really really new to us but we would spend hours in silence together just like watching TikTok and consuming so much media recently I've been really, well, call it, firstly calling into question authenticity and I guess like of the people that are creating content and I guess whether it's genuine, you know. Completely. Um, so much so. Like the other day I was like looking at these guys that were making content and, you know, and all the hashtags are like gay, bi, you know, LGBT talk. Like they're yeah. really accessing like a community particularly you know a marginalized community and they're making this like thirst trap content about you know oh no guys want me and you know and you know showing off these like chiseled bodies and it's like yeah and then I found like you go you go down their their feed a little bit and you realize that they're not even same-sex attracted yeah that's there's this massive rise in being gay for clout and it's like that's just ridiculous, isn't it? But it's also hilarious. Like, as a kid, I was doing everything I could for people not to think I was gay. Yeah. And working so hard to hide myself. And here we are in, you know, t- 2021, and people are pretending to, be, to gay. be like me so that people like them. Oh, God. It's just, like, I don't even have words, honestly. I, like, I don't even have words for people like that. And just like, even how dangerous that is when it comes to baiting people. Absolutely. And like, yeah, TikTok is like, as much as I love it, and don't get me wrong, I'm not about here, I'm not about to sit on this podcast and slander my favorite app, TikTok, because like Sam said, like I could spend 12 hours on it, you know? Yeah, it's really quite detrimental sometimes because I find myself. Like, you know, when, like, your For You page kind of, like, accumulates all this data based on, like, who you are. So I get a lot of, like, bimbo nation TikTok because, like, that's who I am and, like, that's what I do. But then I get a lot of, like, fitspo TikTok and then, like, me sitting here in lockdown, I'm, like, just, like, do <laughs> where's my self-work? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I actually wanted to ask you about it because um, – uh, I don't know if you read it, but um, the ABC published an article maybe like a week ago and it was based on some information published by the Butterfly Foundation. If you don't know what that is, it's it's um, 
a website um, and resource for people suffering with eating disorders. And they basically, they were publishing these really scary statistics about the rise of eating disorders and disordered eating in Australia, um, particularly in young women because of TikTok. Yeah. And I mean, I think I kind of fell into that trap a little bit, especially last lockdown. There was a lot of promotion of like, oh, you should buy clothes clothes, um, like three sizes too small for you and then it should be your goal to be able to fit into that clothes. And that, like, that was a trend. And that's so dangerous. It was so dangerous. And then, like, obviously you gain, like, that's how I gained a following on TikTok was I bought this dress that was, like, three sizes too small for me and then I made it this goal to fit into the dress and then I, then I had some reflection time and I was like, that is not how I want people to view my life, that I'm just starving myself to fit into a dress. That's ridiculous. And then I would get DMs from these people being like, oh, my God, like, you're such an inspiration. Oh, my God, like, I really hope you fit into the dress. Like, does the dress fit yet? Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm just like, what an insane amount of pressure that, A, I'm putting on myself and, B, other people are putting on me. And I'm 24. I can't even imagine what a 16-year-old girl would view that as absolutely yeah it was it's and obviously we're in lockdown it's it's pretty scary to um kind of face yourself in lockdown yeah and you you know we're sitting in lockdown we can't we can't access the gym no and uh, we can't access our lives so we're already vulnerable and then here are these people on social media saying this is what I eat in a day to look like this or this is my workout. And it's like, where do we hold these people responsible for the damage that they're inflicting? And it's not even necessarily that they're doing it intentionally. No, I was about to say, I don't think it's anybody's fault. And like a part of me being a content creator, sorry, is that I want to share like aspects of my life but then you don't think about the consequential damage that you could potentially be putting on somebody else. Yeah. And how do we like find an awareness about that? Completely. And I don't think there's any answers. No, there's not because it's just this cycle. It was so interesting because like the power of TikTok, oh my God, like, and like not even just like body conscious and, and things like that, but just like consumer um, this like for example this girl had an apple watch like band this is so stupid but like hear me out this girl had an apple watch band and it had like it was like pink linked and then it had like a diamante face for the apple watch without even thinking about it i bought it yeah like without even thinking about it i was like that's amazing add to cart like and it was like she did like a sponsored thing and i was like i'm 20 like i'm 24 I could have controlled myself, but I didn't. I can't even imagine what I'd be like at 16 and being like, oh, my God, that palette and that, that like, detox tea and that workout thing and that these tights that make your butt look really amazing. Like, and then who do you become? Like, get, coming back to authenticity, it's like, are you just becoming a product of everybody else? Like, you and lose yourself. And for what Correct. Exactly. And I think... It, it's so hard in lockdown right now because 
we are kind of just like these blank slates at the moment. Yeah. I feel like, you know, being restricted to staying inside the house, I feel like I've had so much time to question who I am. Yeah, completely. And like, how does the world see me when they're not seeing me? Completely. And I think like for us, we are incredibly social people. We like, we are people's people to the day we die. You know what I mean? And not having people to fuel our energy it's like this little light has like switched off I feel like you know when Tinkerbell gets like trapped in that jar literally I literally feel like Tinkerbell in the jar I feel like I can't expel all this energy and like who I am as a person because I feed off so much energy from other people oh my god and like new energy yeah yeah Yeah. like I think I've really been struggling with that in lockdown. It's been, I think this lockdown, especially like last lockdown, everything was kind of new and we try to like navigate that as best as we could, because like we really did not see what was coming or like how severe it was. But this lockdown feels a lot more depressing. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. As you said in the first one, we were just like, Oh, well, you know, like it's shit, but the whole world's in it together and and I'm sure we'll be out of it soon. Like this thing surely can't like last forever. Yeah, and here we are in like a second one. Kind of gross. But there's also like really positive sides to TikTok, I think. Like getting back to like TikTok and authenticity and things like that. I think it's like a really great platform for people to be creative and to connect. Like there's always going to be positive positives and negatives when it comes to social media but I think like yeah the fabrication of a lifestyle like I could make my life look incredibly glamorous without leaving the house am I going to no because I don't I feel like shit to be completely honest with you I feel incredibly tired and just drained and not myself at all so why on earth would I choose to fabricate a lie so other people could be like oh wow this is how she's doing lockdown like nah that's so not me. And I think that's something I tried to do at the beginning of lockdown. I was like, if I try and make this look as like amazing as possible, it will trick myself. I will trick myself into thinking that this is going to be fine, but it's not fine. No, it's not fine. I, I am in, I mean, the first lockdown, there was, you know, what, six of us together to navigate it together. This time it's just me and Matt, who's my partner for, people that are listening that aren't you um (laughs) it's just the two of us in this tiny little apartment he's busy and working and I just like wander around the house all day (laughs) (laughs) but you do you have your little gym you have your doxy gym I do I have my doxy gym um but like it's totally like I think I'm the same as you I was like oh I'm gonna start making content about how you know, I'm doing all these things for myself to like convince myself that I'm like an independent fucking person and like inspire, inspire people. Like (laughs) how embarrassing. (laughs) Oh God. Like literally I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to like, um, I'm just going to like post videos of me, like, um, going for my daily walk and like, baking bread <laughs> like who the fuck am i i'm not Literally. a fucking market gay i'm just no. like 
at the end of the day, I'm basic and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to be like my five step smoothie to get my lockdown morning started. And then I was like, (laughs) I wouldn't probably tip half of that down the sink. Literally, like, put kale in it and then be like, <laughs> I'm going to Macca's drive Oh, my God. Here is my week's worth of healthy meals that I'm cooking for myself in lockdown. Literally, last week, I fucking got Outback Steakhouse takeaway and ate a three-meat platter. <laughs> I sat there and ate a steak, fucking half a rack of ribs, and a whole chicken breast. Papaya's choice, baby. I <laughs> love me a papaya's choice. Oh, literally so good. Yeah, I think I ordered like Kin Thai, which is a Thai rest, like a local Thai restaurant, about four times last week. Like ridiculous. But you know, for the gram, we don't say that. No, for the gram, oh my god, no, I had a strawberry oat baked oats. <laughs> <laughs> Like to myself, I'm like, oh my god, Lana, well done. You had a string bean and a grain of brown rice. Good job. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my dooksy. Oh my dooksy. Is it time okay. for is it time for our last segment? It is time for our last segment and possibly my favorite segment of the podcast. Welcome oh to Lenting. Ah, I've literally been looking forward to this all week. <laughs> Me too. Okay, so for a recap, you're like, what the actual fuck is lenting? Lenting, my friends, is a religious term. <laughs> By all means, I have stepped out of my Catholic school days, but lenting is when you give up something. So what are we giving up this week, Sam? Oh, my God. I've had so many thoughts about what I want to lend this week. Okay. But hear me out. Okay, I'm listening. This week, I think I want to lend doing the dishes. <laughs> I feel like I'm forever doing the dishes this lockdown. Yeah. It's like, you know, you eat a meal and then there's fucking dishes everywhere on the sink. Yeah. I've had enough. I need a dishwasher. Do you know a little something that adds on to this? I've just been trying not to use plates. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just like, can I use a plate for this? And if not, I'm not going to. Absolutely. Because I'm not washing that fucking plate. Like, I will just use a piece of paper towel. Better yet, I'll use a tea towel so I can shake it off into the sink. Done. Is that lazy? Yes. But is it? Inventive? Yes. I agree. I absolutely agree. Let's lend the dishes this week. Yeah, I'm lending the dishes this week. That's a really great lent. Oh, and it feels good to get that off my chest. I'm so happy. Okay, my snorks. What are you this week? I have decided to lent tracksuit pants because... All I have been wearing is tracksuit pants. And then I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, this isn't you. Like, Lana Phillies, this is not you. Like, I was looking at somewhat of a resemblance of, like, Ursula, perhaps. Like, and because, like, if anyone knows me, I keep it quite manicured. Like, I 
usually have like fake eyelashes. I have my hair done always. And like my, I have like long claws, but I've just had to let, pardon? I said you are high fashion. I am high fashion. And I've just had to let that all go (laughs) lockdown. And I had my hair out, which is like curly. I'm trying to really embrace those curls. It's up in a bun at the moment. So that's how I've embraced that. Um, but I had my hair out. I looked at myself. I was in like my boyfriend's jumper and my like triple X tracksuit pants. And I was like, who is this? And then I took him off immediately. I was like, no, it's the pants for sure. Uh, it's not me. It's the pants. Yeah. So yeah, I'm lent. I agree. Let's lent tracksuit pants. I'm lenting my tracksuit pants, but I lenting doing the dishes is quite possibly my favourite thing. Honestly, I lent it all. Lent it all. Maybe you'll just catch me just, like, tomorrow morning, just, like, throwing all of the plates out off the back veranda. (laughs) It's like, I've had enough of you. Get away. (laughs) Get away. I hate them. Oh, beautiful. Oh, my goodness. So that was our first episode. How exciting. That was really fun. Yeah. I've had the best time. Me too, Snooks. Oh, my God, Snooks. How exciting. Thank you so much for listening to our first podcast. If you've made it this far, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. We'll most certainly see you next week. This is so much fun. Uh, this has been a Duxie podcast. Thank you. Bye. Bye.